The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. All right, let's do this. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and the delights of dark mode. Dark mode, yes. Yes, I, th- I thought dark mode might appeal to you, and it's not oh. dark in like that kind of scary Sea of Drones way either. It's a pleasing dark mode. <laughs> I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we sort through some of the news made by Facebook, Microsoft, Google, and um, obviously Apple. And I have a hopefully helpful hint about recording your phone screen and why you might want to do that. Hmm. Yes, uh, there, there's some reasons there. Uh, but first, some news, unless you news, have uh, news, things news. of greater importance. No, no, no rants today. I'm, I'm, I'm really rant-free. I've been rant-free lately. Really? But now, I when did you just... run out of rant? <laughs> Basically, I'm just too tired to rant. The world is is spinning off axis, so there's no reason for me to rant. I'm just going to let it ride. I'm going to like hold on tight uh-huh. and just see where the heck this thing ends up. All right, that's so you're on the, the tilt-a-wheel of uh, world I instability am. here. Yes, that's exactly what I am. But before we go on, we should mention that we are in different parts of the galaxy right now. That's why the sound might be a little different. So, you know, this is something we're going to do on occasion, folks. So you best get used to it. It's that miracle uh, of modern technology. It is modern technology at its finest. Anyway, how about some news? Some news. Uh, Well, you know, it's the first week of June, and that means we'll be talking about Apple's annual Worldwide Developers Conference out in California. But before we get into the applesauce, we have a few items here uh, for listeners who may not care about the uh, fruit-themed toy maker of Cupertino, because we know there are some people out there who uh, do not live and breathe apple. Yeah, and and that is, that's, you know, wonderful, because there's a whole bunch more uh, out there in the world besides apple, but they do tend to dominate the tech headlines one yes. might say we but, don't uh, judge we don't judge judgment free zone yeah yeah they did make some news this week so we will get to that but before we get to that we have news from other companies uh, as expected uh, microsoft has indeed bought the massive code repository site github for wow. 7.5 billion with the b dollars in stock wow. now it's estimated that github uh, hosts about 85 million repositories with contributions from 28 million programmers which is a lot of code Independent developers and even big companies like Apple, Amazon, and Google have hosted entire projects, documentation, and code on the site over the years. It's been going forever. Uh, and yeah, I guess, it's been uh, for, yeah, forever, definitely. Yeah, and Microsoft used to have its very own code repository called CodePlex, but the company shut that down last year. Maybe they thought that they uh, should just go out and acquire something, or maybe it wasn't, Ooh. you know, the code wasn't plexing enough for them. <laughs> Um, But not all hubbers are happy about the deal, as you can imagine, because developers tend to be opinionated on some topics. Yes, they Uh, are. Some have not been happy with previous Microsoft encounters, uh, like um, past acquisitions like Skype. And I remember when Microsoft bought Nokia's phone business. I do indeed. uh, Yeah, Yeah. and then Windows Phone kind of came and went. People who were big fans of Nokia's phones uh, did not like what happened there. And uh, some developers also aren't real thrilled with the new aggressive LinkedIn. So Microsoft uh, aggressive. I mean, what what do they mean? 
Oh, well, you know how LinkedIn was just sort of like this thing and it was there and then um, all of a sudden you get emails from it every day and it wants you to update oh, your resume. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I have noticed that. I've been ignoring them. I thought they always did that. I didn't realize that that's a fairly new thing. Well, maybe they did and I just had them go into spam, but it's sort of like, hey, here's all these people you know and oh, hey, do this and uh, oh, here's some jobs we found for you. So so it, if you're looking for a job, it's probably really excellent because it reminds sure. you that you have to get out there and they, they do sort of connect you with people who may be able to help you, but for people who just kind of want it to be there and just want to go when they're looking for a job and just have it be this more more passive thing, maybe it was more of a uh, bargain uh, than they anticipated. Uh, gotcha. That, oh, gotcha. you know, LinkedIn is going to, you know, stalk you and make you get that job. <laughs> Some people need that. They do. Yes, but, this is uh, true. So, so that's happening there, Microsoft, uh, and I guess the deal is supposed to close later this year. You know, there's all the regulatory stuff. And things that have to happen when big companies buy other big companies. But right. but this is this is major. Microsoft is trying to be nice, I think, get developers to work with it. And for years and years and years of being a very uh, closed system, their embrace of AI and open source and all this is kind of, you know, nice there. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Yes. Uh, you know, more, more code for all. Now, uh, a recent story in the New York Times may have Facebook back under the legal heat lamp for violating that 2011 consent degree with the Federal Trade Commission. Yep. Uh, remember I we talked that. about that a few weeks yes, ago, we yep. um, that whole consumer privacy thing. Yep. The Times reported that the social network set up data sharing partnerships with uh, Apple, Samsung, and more than 50 other device manufacturers, and then let those hardware makers have access to the personal information of Facebook users uh, <sighs> using those devices. The deals began in 2007, which, as we know, was the year the iPhone came out, so very early on in the whole smartphone boom. And this is before Facebook's mobile apps were everywhere, as they are now. So according to the Times, uh, quote, Facebook allowed the device companies access to the data of users' friends without their explicit consent, even after declaring that it would no longer share such information with outsiders. Some device makers could retrieve personal information even from users' friends who believed they had been barred from any sharing, end quote. Uh, Facebook began closing down those deals with the device makers last spring. I'm guessing Cambridge Analytica maybe had something to do with that. Oh, I think so, yeah. And uh, Facebook officials defended the data sharing as consistent with the company's privacy policies and the FTC agreement. They said they abided by that and that the uh, partnership contracts uh, were strictly limited in the way that people could use the data that they got. Sure. But as you can imagine, the revelations in the Times story stirred up quite a few responses from federal legislators, including uh, several of the Congress people who publicly questioned Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg in April. Remember, we uh, we discussed that story, too. Yes, we have. Yes. Uh, they were. I would, I would say, like the kids say today, they were triggered. Yes, they they even if they didn't know anything about technology, they brought questions to the table, and and this was like the two days of testimony that he had to do with uh, legislators of varying degrees of technical awareness. Yep. But uh, you know, a lot of this was him sweating and saying, "My team will look into that," and making these promises that, "Oh, you know, Facebook lets users have absolute control over their data." And all of this is kind of bubbling back up again uh, because people remember that was not that long ago. And in contrast to Mr. Zuckerberg's testimony about the Facebook users having that, you know, complete control over their data, uh, the news that the company gave phone makers full access to all of this information without the consent of users has at least one lawmaker, this one from Rhode Island, calling Zuckerberg a liar. Oh, uh, yeah, straight up, you know, ca- calling it there. Uh, Democratic Senators Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut, Ed Markey of Massachusetts, and the Republican John Thune of South Dakota all have new letters uh, in the works uh, to Zuckerberg. And, and uh, I guess they 
that's how they kind of approached it the last time. They sent the company a letter saying, please respond to this uh, because the government wants to know. And uh, eventually he ended up on the stand. The Senate Judiciary uh, Chairman Chuck Grassley, the Republican of Iowa, said he expects that the FTC's ongoing investigation will be broad and thorough and address whether Facebook violated the agency's 2011 consent degree on data privacy practices. So I think just as Facebook thought maybe they had sort of um, dodged the hot stuff. Yeah, because (laughs) they had their congressional testimony in April. He was just over there talking to uh, the European Union legislators there. He's been doing this whole round of trying to make nice with governments and assure people that Facebook is not selling them out left and right. And all of a sudden, the Times digs up this giant story that said, well, here's this. So, so yeah, that, that story is not over yet. Uh, and we'll link to not the Times. Not a good year for Facebook. No, not at all. And, and I think, you know, if this stuff keeps popping out, I think it's actually going to lead to more legislation. Um, if it was a less pro-business government, I would think that it would already be happening. But I think yeah. they have to suss out and figure out just how you regulate something like this. But, uh, yeah, th- this is uh, this is not over for Facebook. And uh, the Times had a very lengthy story uh, revealing the whole thing. And then they had a follow-up explainer that sort of went into detail about why and how they, they got the story. So we will link to that on the show page because it is sort of interesting how uh, a little uh, investigative reporting can bring all these things to light. Oh, yeah. Now, also in government news, uh, Google has decided not to renew that $9 million Pentagon contract that had it using its artificial intelligence software to interpret video images and then help drones find targets. Remember, we talked about that a couple of months ago, too. Oh, maybe the bad press kind of got them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the and, and there was like employee petitions. And I think some people even quit at Google because they did not want their work to be used in this manner, which could eventually involve killing people. Yes. So uh, so I guess uh, like maybe 4,000 employees or something that protested. It was called Project Maven, which was the Google's contract work there for the Department of Defense. And uh, Google is not the only member of big tech to sign Pentagon contracts. Uh, for example, Amazon and Microsoft, I think, have had some deals. And uh, last year, a Google official told colleagues that she expected maybe would, would grow from this $9 million sort of starter thing to a $250 million a year project and might have even led the company to snagging this big multi-year, multi-billion dollar cloud computing deal that the Pentagon's been shopping around it's called the Joint Enterprise Defense Infrastructure Project, and it's known by its acronym JEDI. Oh, no. Really? They went there. Yes, they did. They went there. We thought Star Wars in the 80s was bad, uh, oh. strategic defense. In it, but no, this is uh, JEDI. And they, I guess the government has had this request uh, for proposal out for a while, and a lot of the big uh, companies have been bidding on it. And it involves a lot of cloud computing, so anyone who is big in that area I think has been going for it because this is a huge government contract. And as I understand it, the Pentagon only wanted to give it to one company, so this is a very lucrative deal for whoever gets it. But I think uh, Google is signaling that perhaps they are not in the running uh, to be a Jedi and uh, <laughs> have uh, listened to their employees and reevaluated their position and have, have uh, decided not to renew uh, Project Maven when that contract comes up. <laughs> Just too many jokes. Yeah. Just gonna leave it alone. Just gonna yeah, leave it alone. Yeah, you just got yeah. See, you're going with your new Zen self. Yes, you, you can't I am. rant and yeah. I, I can't rant. Although you know what, it actually had occurred to me as we we're talking. I was going to ask you about Westworld, but we'll save that for later. I was late to Westworld because it was one of those shows that came out when I had five other shows going, and because time is so limited. Even though you can stream when you want it, just finding the time to engage in all these streams can be a bit taxing. So. So, yes, we need to talk Westworld at some point, but I, I'm yes. still in season one, although I'm farther than you are in Stranger Things, though, I think. Oh, yeah, you're definitely farther than I am. 
with Stranger Things. I'm just trying to decide whether or not I should dive into Westworld. But anyway. Oh, okay. So you, you, you're on the, uh, now that the Americans is over, you're thinking that it's time to adopt a new thought-provoking series? I haven't even finished watching the last season of the Americans. I'm so far behind. It's embarrassing. What? It's see, totally embarrassing. See, binging takes time. We are in it the does. same boat here. It does. It Although, eats into lifetimes. Yeah, and, you, and you've got the whole family thing to deal with, which I, yeah, I, I do, do not have human children, so that <laughs> takes considerable less of my time. But <laughs> I, I, Yes, I will say one non-spoilery tweet, though, that I saw because the Americans did have its finale, a serious finale, last week. It was from our old buddy Sam Grobart. Who, oh, Sam. Uh, who had a very simple tweet. He just posted, Phillips and Elizabeth's ranked, number one Jennings, number two Windsor. <laughs> It was classic Sam Grubert. <laughs> Very classic. Nicely yes. done. I miss that Nicely guy. Nicely done. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Me he's too. a CNN now, I believe. So uh, yes, he, he's, he's a... moving on up. Um, he is indeed. But now for those wanting to hear about all the fancy new hardware Apple unveiled this week during the keynote speech that kicks off its annual Worldwide Developers Conference. Lay on us. You got nothing this time around for hardware. What? Uh, no slick update on big or small iPhones, no new iPads, and not even any freshly updated Macs, MacBooks, or the even um, the I'm still here Mac Mini model. I keep forgetting <laughs> they make that one, but they do. Yes. There was none of that. No hardware love. Apple was all about the software and services this time around. We got Ugats. We got yes, nothing. Yes. Uh, they, they, I guess they spent the, the majority of the keynote showing off new features coming in iOS 12, tvOS 12, watchOS 5, and Mac OS Mojave, or as it's pronounced in some parts of the country's Mojav. Mojav. So, yeah, I think that's how it's probably pronounced in my hometown. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's the new code name is Mojave for, for uh, I guess we moved from High Sierra uh, to Mojave. Apple uh, seems to be focusing a lot on the under-the-hood speed tune-ups for iOS 12. Uh, we'll start with the mobile operating system here, since I guess that uh, gets a lot of people's attention. Sure, before you get too far, I'm dubbing it Mojive. Okay. Mojive? Mojive. All right. That All right. is the... That that's is what the Mac Mo- Bronx. Mojive from Apple. That's what we're getting. I okay? think they could do a lovely thing with the branding and the marketing with that. Uh, I agree. I agree. The music behind the commercials would be <laughs> spectacular. <laughs> I think you need to get to work on that campaign, sir. I'm, I'm on it. Yes. All right. So, you, you well, you work on Mojive. I'll tell uh, people what uh, works on iOS 12. Okay. Uh, they're Say they're going back as far as the iPhone 5S uh, in terms of mobile hardware that can run this. So, at least an iPhone 5S as far back as the iPad Mini 2, the fifth-generation iPad, and the sixth and last generation of the iPod Touch that they bothered to do. So it goes back pretty significantly for the iPhones. And during the keynote, they said that they did a lot of work on making sure that this new system was not going to drag down this old hardware as much as previous systems have really dogged the older Apple hardware in the past and just ground them to a halt. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had some slides about apps will launch this much faster and this will happen this much faster. So they seem to be listening to people who cannot afford to upgrade every year and who have been getting increasingly incensed that they'll upgrade you know, update to the new operating system and then have their phones turned to sludge. Yeah, but so, not only incensed, but have decided to move over to Android. The competition. Yes. Yes, the little barrel-shaped green robot has been luring, uh, I guess, the Apple uh, unfaithful in. Yes, yes. So, so maybe, the, yeah, to your point, maybe it's a, a, a bid to get them back. Uh, Apple's new focus on people using their hardware less was also a talking point here in the keynote, introduce that screen time app that tells you how much you're spending on time and you can schedule things better. And it's great for seeing how much the kids are using their phones. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're also big on cutting down on distractions with the do not disturb at bedtime function. I guess just 
pull people back into the analog world or at least out of tiny screens. Gotcha. Which is sort of, the, I guess, after that report that came out a few months ago about uh, how much people were using their devices, Apple clearly has studied that and reacted to it. There's uh, other highlights in the software, including new augmented reality tools, like that one that can measure space using uh, AR elements. Siri's getting some shortcuts. There's new sharing tools for the Photos app, new emoji, new personalized Memoji for the iPhone X. Uh, I guess oh, I mul- forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Memojis, um, mm-hmm. which I, I don't want to see myself in the mirror, let alone no. as a no. and little animated head. No. I guess my self-esteem is just not up there uh, yet. <laughs> But uh, there are, uh, for, for people um, who are using the Face ID, there's multi-user Face ID access now. So I guess more than one person can use their face to open the phone. Uh, there are group notifications, FaceTime chats with up to 32 people, which I'm trying to picture. Is that like the whole what? team or how does, well, and I guess wow. it can come and go too. Maybe it's sort of like if you're doing a kind of streaming conference or lecture, people can pop in and pop out, but you can have up to 32 of them in this one FaceTime chat. Wow. And there's new security tools to help keep the phone safer. Oh, and a new wallpaper. Very exciting for fans of wallpaper. Apple has introduced some new ones. Nice. Now, the Apple TV users waiting for the new version of tvOS will get Dolby Atmos support uh, and a new zero sign-on feature that's designed to let you use, you know, those channel apps that you get that... HBO or Showtime, and if you have mm-hmm. a subscription on cable, uh, you can use the app, but you have to use your cable credentials to log in. Yeah, it drives me yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah and, you're, and if you don't have a remote app or something with a keyboard, then you're tap-tap-tapping away with a little remote, and it gets very <laughs> aggravating. Very. Yes, Apple is uh, going to this thing called Zero Sign-In that's supposed to take care of that. And so what it will do is if you're using your Apple TV and you're trying to watch something through one of these premium apps – as long as you're using the Wi-Fi from your cable provider, it senses that you're already on the network. And, oh, yeah, you're legit. You've got a subscription. And it does not make you do that whole tap-tappy sign-in thing. Nice. Um, I like that. Yeah. That might actually be worth me buying the new Apple TV. Yeah. Now, the hitch here is is that not all cable providers have signed up for yet. I think Charter Spectrum is the only one that's definitely on board. But, you know, once <laughs> once they start doing it, everyone's going to do it. Apple's just got to, like, seal the deal on the partnerships there. So, you know what? I don't care. I, I'm at Charter Spectrum's there. <laughs> Yeah. T- to heck with everyone else. <laughs> no offense, people, but mine, mine, mine. Yeah, I don't know what this means for the Fios or, or the Google Fiber paper, but um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're starting out with uh, at least Charter Spectrums in there. There you go. Now, owners of at least the second generation Apple Watch, not the first, but the uh, second generation going forward, can upgrade to Watch OS 5 uh, when that comes out. The update brings a new podcasts app. Will that get you to buy an Apple Watch? Uh, No. That would be no. That would be a negatory, JD. You don't want to listen to a podcast on your on your wrist there. Uh no, JD. That would be uh no. Uh, I, I see. You prefer to listen to them in the studio while you're recording them. I think. Uh that would be a yes. Yes, that that would be your preferred uh, consumption <laughs> method there. Yes. Indeed. Yes. All right. So, uh, but for other people, maybe this new podcast app uh, could be fun. Uh, the new Apple Watch OS will also have automatic detection for when you start and stop a workout. I guess it senses that your heart rate's going up and you're actually working out, so right, it, it right. complies. There's a competition mode for athletic challenges with friends. I guess if you're racing, you're at the gym, and you're trying to do each other, it, it will um, keep track of who's doing what. The control center's customizable. There's an upgraded Siri there on the watch. And for fans of the old Nextel push-to-talk phones, a walkie-talkie mode for sending audio messages over a Wi-Fi or LTE signal 
to your oh, favorite people in your contacts list. Jesus. The Dick Tracy to, thing, keep coming used, back. Yes, it, it's coming. But I used to hate that Nextel, the chirping oh, That little thing. chirp, yeah. Because it was oh, always like uh, contractors so and stuff who had it who had to be contacted immediately. Oh, yeah, and if you're on a train, it's, it sounded just like little crickets like everywhere. Yeah. Just, I was on a train once and there was like popping up, you know, like Very it was dusk. Very yeah. annoying. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know if they're implementing the chirpy noise. Uh, I either forgot or wasn't paying attention to that part, but I, I bet it would. But I saw a little graphic, you know, a little walkie-talkie thing. I'm not happy, J.D. Well, you don't have an Apple Watch, so you won't I have don't. to probably deal with it too much. Yeah, it would just I, be I if they start chirping around you, then you might have to say something. Yeah, I'm going to get arrested, I can tell. I know. Just get better headphones. Yes, that's a good idea. Thank you. Bigger ear pads, more noise canceling. <laughs> nice. More horsepower, basically. Thumpier music to drown nice. it all out. I like the yes. way you think. I like it. Yes, and I know you like buying headphones. So yes, I do. Hopefully it's a yeah. win-win situation. <laughs> now, um, as for the Mac, our old friend the Mac, yes. uh, no hardware love, but the new Mac OS 10.14 or Mac OS Mojave or Mojave. Mac OS Mojave, yes. yes. That's getting a reworking for the Mac faithful. Uh, the old Finder program, uh, which has been around forever, I think it was since System 7 or whatever, when I yeah. got off MultiFinder. Finder is getting a tune-up, and uh, you'll be able to do more directly from the desktop without having to go and open an app. They did a demo where you could use the Quick Look and do markup on a PDF without actually having to open an external app. So it's got uh, some fun things there. There's a sort of new desktop cleanup tool that puts all files of the same kind in neat little stacks so if you cannot find your desktop because it just looks like the icon factory exploded and you're looking for this one like JPEG deep down, you can use this tool to sort everything. At least you don't get all the documents in the document pile, all the JPEGs in the JPEG, all the PDFs, and then you sort through the, the tinier pile for the thing you're looking for. Could be helpful. Could be very helpful. Am I, is it weird, though, that they have not addressed the hardware? I find this really odd. Or is yeah, it just well, me? Well, they, they did some light tune-ups a few months ago, didn't they? Uh, yeah. But sort of was... very, very incremental, but they have not really come out with – because I know that usually there's like – when they introduced the Mac Pro, that vacuum canister one yeah, that yeah, yeah. not a lot of people felt the love for, but they were supposed to be doing like bigger and better for that. And usually there is some new hip thing like, oh, is the MacBook Air going to survive? Is this going to be – you you kind of expected just a little hardware Something. and not even a new Apple TV box. I think they're still in the fourth generation for that. Did you know they're um, going to force me to buy an iMac. They're going to yeah. force me to buy it. I, I just I, – I want it. I want my cheese grater. That's what I want. I don't yes, want the trash want the can. Old, uh, oh, yeah, well, I think they're moving past me. the trash can. And um, well, actually, the, the Apple TV is up to the 4K once. That's technically the fifth generation, right? I, yeah. I got lost because I've had one since it was sort of the flat when it looked like a Mac Mini except it was silver. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those, there. yeah. But yeah, no, no, the hardware thing seems – maybe they're just saving it for later in the year or like a back-to-school kind of announcement mm, when people mm. would logically be buying hardware. It's a good point. It's, I'm it hoping. seemed like – they really wanted just to focus on all of the software stuff they were doing for this one. So, um, so uh, back, back to the Mac, uh, though. Uh, they're putting iOS-style apps uh, on the desktop there. Apple News, Stocks, really? Voice Memos, a few others. They've redesigned the Mac App Store to make it be a little more shoppable. iBooks is now Apple Books. And there's a continuity camera feature that pops fresh iPhone photos that you've just taken onto the Mac, I guess, without you having to, to do the, the beaming or anything. Hmm. And uh, for those who hate bright white backgrounds, there's also a dark mode that's easier on the eyes, nice. which I was very excited for because I use Me dark too. mode for like I Twitter and yeah. everything that's got dark mode. I oh, go yeah. dark because it's just – you can't deal with the brightness after you a while. And it's, it's, it's less of a battery drain to be yeah. perfectly blunt. Yeah, and I find the high contrast screen uh, much more readable myself. I agree. Um, I'm with you. 
Yes, now among the many keynote announcements uh, was Apple kind of gave a little tech slap to Facebook there. Really? Um, and there's a couple parts of the story, and we'll get into them both here. Uh, CEO Tim Cook, uh, you know, had been kind of vocal about consumer privacy and Apple for years, including that spat with government about unlocking iPhones uh, from suspected criminals. Yep. Remember way back when? Yes, indeed. And so the company's position was not a huge surprise, but uh, in this uh, new version of um, all their software they announced, the Mac Safari web browser will ask a user's permission before allowing the Facebook site to monitor online activity. You know, which I guess has been doing since the like with the like and the share and the comment fields mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. for quite a while. Right. And even if you're if you don't click them or if you're on non Facebook pages, I think it's still tracking you around. So uh, so Apple was not having that anymore. Software exec and good hair guy Craig Federici said, <laughs> "Today we're shutting that down." And uh, Mac OS uh, Mojave will um, the Safari in there will pop up a warning if uh, Facebook is trying to do something that says, "Hey, Facebook wants to use your data." Are you okay with this? And it it alerts you like right there on the screen that Facebook wants to do something. Whereas before, Facebook would just do it, and you had no idea what was going on. Wow. So so they're doing that. Uh, they are also uh, within uh, the new Mac OS. Uh, they are trying to um, sort of stop advertisers who try to track users, even users who delete their their cookies. Because I guess there's this technique called fingerprinting, where uh, a company will try to track users by identifying other aspects on the machine, like the configuration with like fonts and, and installed uh, plugins and stuff, and say, oh, well, even if you delete your cookies, we can still ID your machine because you've got this font set and these this set of plugins. Mojave is supposed to be able to block that as well. What's well, so up? Apple's, you know, the, the, the amount of privacy stuff that they had in there was noticeable. But for those wondering about that story we mentioned earlier in the show, the one where Apple was getting unauthorized user data from its deal with Facebook, remember yeah, that was a yeah. few months ago? Uh-huh. And maybe you were thinking, yo, hypocrisy. Uh, Tim Cook addressed that matter in an interview with National Public Radio. Cook told NPR that Apple is not in the business of monetizing user data. And that information shared by Facebook was only used to improve uh, the app on Apple's own hardware. So they were just using it for hardware diagnostics, trying to make things work better. Tim Cook was quoted as saying, the things mentioned in the Times article about the relationship statuses and all these kinds of uh, stuff is so foreign to us and uh, not data that we'd ever received or at all requested. Zero, you know, according to Cook. So he's Hmm. saying that they didn't touch any of that stuff and... They just use it for hardware. Um, okay. He's been on the record saying that now. All right. So, so they're uh, they see Apple has really drawn the line between themselves and companies that you know the free products and the people with the products. Uh, specifically, looking at Facebook and Google, I think here they have no choice. They have to distinguish themselves at this point. Yeah, they don't want to get uh, caught in a crossfire. There was a ton of other stuff in the demo. We'll have links on the show page to uh, the keynote video and all the blogs breaking down the full announcements and stuff if you wanted to find out like specifically more about like ARKit 2 and things that were in it. But uh, there, there was a lot. It was all software and privacy stuff this wow. year. Fascinating. Totally fascinating. Yes. And finally. And finally. We hear a pop tech jam send out condolences to the family of Ted Dabney, one of the founders of the Atari company and a major force behind the creation of the classic game Pong. Yeah. Mr. Dabney passed away on May 26th at the age of 81, and back in 1971, he used cheap television components to create an interactive motion system and make the world's first commercial video game, which was Computer Space, which I think was based on the Space War game that ran on the PDPs yep, uh, yep, a few yep. years before. Mm-hmm. But uh, by 1972, Pong came along and conquered bars and pizza joints everywhere. <laughs> yes, it uh, did. Yes, Mr. Dabney was credited with the idea of just losing the computer to play the game and coming up with a whole game console idea. And uh, 
basically the whole video game industry, uh, even though it's kind of switched to streaming uh, for the game delivery. Yep. A very influential there, and uh, we, we are very sad to hear he has passed. We salute you, sir. Yes. Uh, so for anyone out there who wants to know more about all the things we talked about here on our new segment and uh, have a more concise breakdown of the Apple announcements, you can find links to all that at... PopTechJam.com. It sounds good even when you say it three boroughs away. <laughs> JD. Pedro. You know, we're, we're at uh, remote locations now, so, for, yes. you know, I, I don't want to give away exactly where I am, but you're going to hear car horns and whistles and stuff. So, you know, it's just, it's just ambiance. I'm sitting a little mood here in the background. Mm -hmm. so, car uh, horns and whistles. Yeah, so you know. you're in Paris, maybe? Or <laughs> yes, you're, that's exactly where I am. I'm or in, you're I'm in Paris. Are poking a raceway? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly where I am. I'm in the... Paris Pocono Raceway. That's where I Yes, am. yes. Where's yes. Kaiser? Yes, where's Kaiser? Where in the world video. is Kaiser? I like that. And you know, I think we could we could get something going with that too. I think we can. I think we can. All I right, kind of well, like this. This is kind of mellow. Doing this like, you know, I'm sitting here in shorts. This yeah. is not bad. I kind of dig You this. know? You kind of get used to like not going into an office and you know having to like <laughs> fight for recording time. Yes. Yes. But let's not give away too many of our secrets. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> So, uh, so hopefully helpful hint. Why don't we do one of those? Because it's, it's been a while. Yes, it has. Yes, been a, a triple H. And uh, you know how you take a screenshot, and sometimes that's useful if you're trying to show somebody like where a setting is, or Absolutely. you've got a goofy picture, and you don't yep. like, you just want to like share it off somebody else's side. You screenshot it. Right. Uh, video capture is also a thing on phones, and it can be very useful if you're say playing a game and you want to show somebody how to do something on a level. Or you just need to, to maybe demonstrate something for somebody. Uh, very hold useful. Up, hold up. Are you serious? I have. This is honest to goodness. I had no idea you could do this. Yes. Well, it's easier on iOS than is on Android. But with Android, there's apps for everything. Oh. So basically, just find a screen recorder app and follow the instructions, and you can just like show somebody how to like get into Google Docs or how to do that. It's very useful for instructional video. I find nice. Well, I and, gotta find uh, my phone now because I'm gonna do this as you talk. Yeah, and and people who do a lot of video games who want to show off their skill and and adeptness at said game. Will sometimes record themselves playing. You know, it's like mini Twitch. You know that they're showing off their skills there. Mm -hmm. So, so Android, plenty of apps uh, in the Google Play Store, but Apple sort of went a step further and built in screen recording into iOS 11. And this can be very handy if you do happen to have an iOS device. And but you have to set it up because I don't think it's on by default. But uh, if you've got your, one of your phones there, whichever one runs iOS, I uh, do. Yeah, so I can tell you how to get into the screen recording there. Oh yes, 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 please. Yeah, so you need iOS 11. Got it. And uh, the first thing you want to do is, uh, you know, go into the settings app from your home screen, and yep. you need to put the recording button on your uh, control center. So in the settings screen, just uh, tap control center and to get to the control center controls. Mm -hmm. And then once you do that, there is a customized controls uh, option there. So tap yeah. that. And then you see a list of stuff that you can add to your control center. So just scroll down there uh, to you get to the more controls area and try Tap that little green plus button next to screen recording. Yeah, right there. I see it. Yeah. Okay, so this is going to add a recording button to your control center. So once you've added that screen recording uh, item to the list, 
and uh, you know that's going to be there, then just go back to uh, your main home screen. And uh, when you're ready to record now, swipe up to open the control center, and then you see that screen record button there. Just I tap it. see it. Yes, uh, you can have the option to rec- include sound if you want. Uh, there's a little microphone option there. But once you press the screen recording button, the familiar round record button, you'll get a three-second countdown, and then the iPhone will begin recording a video of the activity on the screen. So that three seconds gives you a chance to get to the thing you want to record or just set it up. Or even if it takes you longer than three seconds, you can always edit it out later. So it starts recording, and you're doing your thing, and it's recording, and you're capturing all of this in, in beautiful video. And the status bar at the top uh, turns red to show that there's recording in progress. When you're done recording and you want to stop, just tap that red status bar or you can swipe up to tap the screen recording button again. And then that video that you just made lands in the Photos app in the little videos area and you can tap the edit button to trim off the ends, the beginning or the end of it if if you need just to kind of condense it down to the metal part where all the good stuff happened. And so uh, once you do that, uh, tap the done button to save your new clip uh, and then you can share that video with whoever you want. So it's uh, cool. And I noticed the red bar stays on there as you record. Yeah, so you know that, you know, I guess it's a, perhaps it's a legal thing saying, oh, look, I'm recording. Yeah, and it's just point. to let you know that it's still going. So uh, this can be very uh, useful if you if you need to show somebody how to do something and you're not live with them. You can just send them a video. It's like, here's how you do this. Again, Android apps will vary by the app, but a lot of them basically function the same way. And so just remember, uh, because you've probably recorded a bunch of stuff that you don't need at either end while you were messing around with the controls, just go in there and just trim it down to the precise action that you want your friend to see and just trim it down so they don't have to wait through you, you know, derping around there. Love this. This is so awesome. I love it. So that's a hopefully helpful hint for today. Nice. Top five, JD. Top five, Triple H. All right, I'm, I'm going to look forward to all of your screen videos that you're going to send me now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start flooding the zone now. <laughs> yes. But uh, speaking of flooding the zone, I think we've flooded everyone's zones here for long enough I on think this we week's have. episode. And then we, we should probably uh, edge towards the doors. But first, we have to thank the bros. Yes, thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they will build it. Yes, and thank you to our listeners out there. I know the recording schedule has been a little erratic lately because I had a horrible cold and, you know, life got in the way. Life gets in the way, but, you know, we're still plugging away. We'll bring it when we can. Yes, so, uh, so again, thank you, everyone, for your patience and your ears. So until next time when we reappear on the podcast feed, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. All right, and so until next time, everyone, have a great week. 